0: no I, I you, you were gonna sit down I, I wanted to take a picture of you just to like post it I'd like chilling. are you wearing pajamas or is that just a whole outfit uh yeah they're like
1: camouflage pajamas
0: i'm wearing <laughs> pajama pants too i'll be honest with you i, I really yeah. i mean
1: you know if you're if you're home it's always pajama pants i that mean it's it's like a it's like a, a i think that's back suit but <laughs> you know it's, it's basically pajamas
0: <laughs> oh my god so good um Okay, so, listen, I I feel like we could get started, but it, it, this is Let's how the conversation started. goes.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's extremely
0: low-key, but uh, I, I do have some things. I don't have anything written down. Hopefully, that's not a disappointment.
1: I, I have... We're just here to have a little convo, dude. I'm chill.
0: Good. You don't have any... I'm mellow.
1: Okay. So... I you, don't have any pre, pre You know? the no pre... Conceptions here man i'm just we're we're in the moment okay well
0: maybe what i'll do is and i tend to do this is, is i'll get you to just introduce yourself
1: quickly okay sure you're listening to the can't sell this podcast with your hosts hugh elliott and Stefan grambart My name is Bradley G. Munkowitz. I am a designer and director uh, living in Berkeley, California. Berkeley? How long have you been in Berkeley? Also known as, as, as G. Monkey. G. Monkey. Uh, Berkeley since fucking uh, April. Okay. Also, April. totally... Just there from San Francisco. Totally fine
0: if you swear it's this (laughs) this is not this is not a podcast (laughs) (laughs) just just heads up you can you can swear i I had somebody like they swore and then they stopped and they got all upset and i was like oh no you can you can swear it's totally fine i i don't yeah uh... i
1: I probably will swear Well, that's okay (laughs) yeah
0: so bradley listen would you prefer i say bradley or g-monk doesn't matter why don't
1: you call me g-monk tonight
0: okay g-monk yeah, you, you and I. Tonight, dude. I don't know if this is how you and I met, but I do know my most memorable oh. moment with you is wrestling in a parking lot outside of a bar.
1: <laughs> and it, very, it was very, very bro y.
0: It was very bro y. It was, it was pretty funny because it turned into like there were a couple of people thinking we were really at it. And I, I was like. <laughs> And we were, we were just laughing pretty hard the entire time, but I got out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it turned into I was, a, a thing where it was I like. I was
1: probably fascinated with your size and just wanted to jump on you. We, we did. And, you, you and, and, did start, spell and the... start to, yes, to start the attack, start the, start the wrestle. <laughs>
0: but it was, it was uh, you know, it certainly set the tone for the relationship from then on, I think.
1: I think I think that was like 2005.
0: I think you're. Oh my God, that's possibly true. I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: like 2005, definitely before 2008. You know for sure. It's because you stopped been... stopped
0: jumping on people after 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I just exactly, couldn't do exactly. it. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> that was when I really, you know, said, "Hey, no more jumping on larger men." And seeing what happens.
0: Without consent. (laughs) Without consent. (laughs) So, listen, I want to talk about a couple things. And, and I mean, obviously I do have things in mind that I want to discuss. But I think one of the things that I want to discuss first and foremost is uh, way, way back in your past. And Mm. it would be – you'd have to to tell me what the name of the video was. But it was a video you put out with – you were working with another agency – And it was like, were you with the WDDG or too advanced, or who were you working with a lot?
1: Uh, Virtual.
0: Virtual. And you had done it. You had done a video where you'd sort of created this funny glitch system where it was like a single, small slice of pixels that you'd then shift over and do another slice of pixels. Do you remember that? Like that was that was one of the earliest vision like visuals of glitch sort of effect that i yeah i really like it just blew me away to see it the first time and it was like you was mixed really that in audio you know
1: yeah yeah i was very much inspired by a very aggressive editorial style yeah you know just very very fast sequenced images very staccato mm-hmm. you know with with synchronized to music very inspired by like the chris cunningham you know genre yeah you know, back in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was my jam, and yeah, I was fucking doing glitches and Flash and After Effects and yeah, for motion, you know, motion design. And I think that's probably what what
0: attracted so much attention, uh, in general, was the fact that you were you were mixing two very different things to make an interesting product, right? Like the thing you made looking so cool had to have been done using these two different things like you, you it was very difficult to make the stuff you were making just using one or the other right hmm. yeah um yeah. especially in an online world like we were dealing with very online centric
1: work um did you find and, and the and the limitations of online oh my
0: god TV. the limitations like yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting that was I... like that was like 50 percent of it was like how much could you do based on the limitations of the medium? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean,
0: were, were you were you just coming out of school at that point, or were you like out of school for a while? Did you were, like were you in art school? I don't know. Like this is a thing I should probably ask. Yeah,
1: I went to I went to like a, a really hippied out Northern California State University. Okay, you know that was that was like in the Redwood Forest in Humboldt County. Oh. And you know not not necessarily a design school you know it was more like a life lifestyle school you know it taught taught me how to like be a vegan fucking you know progressive right psychedelic cannabis vegan you know like <laughs> 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 but that's
0: know? good and,
1: yeah i mean it was kind of like wh- where it started you know and, but I, you know i was a, i was des- i was a graphic design fine art and film major yeah. Oh, okay. you know, just did, just, just played in all three departments and, you know, was just really mixing mediums, um, was very influenced by Flash first. And then that got me into that medium and, and then running, you know, film editing and filmmaking through Flash and After Effects were like the two and Photoshop. You know, that's kind of what I did in a lot of film work, a lot of 16 millimeter film. Yeah. Super eight. Yeah. Um. All back in like the late '90s, you know. And, um. And you know. And then the the glitch stuff would happen from just you know Flash and like really fast editing, learning how to like create based on frames. Yeah. You know, Flash was all based on frames. Yep. So it's just like keyframe mania, and and in a way more like intimate sense, mm-hmm. you know, everything's loops and like little animations, and then that transcended into After Effects motion design work. Um. You know, which is much more of a broad, bigger, it's big, it's like larger animation. Yeah, and it's like you have a bigger scope in a way.
0: I'm, 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 I'm really worried. I'm gonna start jumping around because I, I, like I, 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 in terms of the temporal world, I, I tend to think, it's all connected. So, I like to jump really far off forward. And one of the things that's really driving my attention with you is the fact that you like to work with tangible things more often than not when you're Mm -hmm. making design work so when we Mm -hmm. look at the xp work you did that was with a real fog machine it was with real you know real light you know you got lasers
1: lasers i mean like uh, to me to me lasers, acrylic you know fog perspective tricks yeah, This crazy camera mapping. Yeah, I you yeah. know I am I am
0: I am continuously blown away by the fact that you've never decided to just rest, doing what you currently know, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, what does like, that
1: mean? Well, so so <laughs> I mean is, what you, is resting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can see, but you can see it oftentimes when you're looking at a designer doing the same exact thing over and over again, and you think, boy, I'd really like to see you do something new knowing what you know i'd love to see you do something new and and the nice thing that nice is not the right word but i think one of the more inspirational things about what i've noticed about you over the years is that you're constantly challenging yourself to try something new And although it may not look mm. it may not look intentionally new you're doing something new and i you know when when i looked at for instance uh uh, the collaboration you did with uh, Phil Raynari and and uh, the Box Project, yeah, like two giant fucking robots and like synchronizing <laughs> video and projection and all of that stuff. Like it looks seamless, it looks flawless, and yet the amount of time spent must have been daunting. Daunting the planning stages. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was that was super hardcore. That that took like. Eight months of just and and in studio, so we had a huge, you know, it was a bot and dolly project, and they had a huge warehouse where the robots were. So we were basically just playing on the robots daily, you right? know. And it was a really, it was really early exposure. Man, if I was exposed to that now, knowing what I know now, it'd be a completely different process. It was a, a remarkable introduction into just like physical space. Yeah, you know, like how you how to work in physical and and still love that kind of work now. You know, designing experiences. You know, recently I was um, I worked at Obscura, which is a, a awesome, you know, legendary experiential design company in San Francisco, like mm-hmm. one of, you know, San Francisco OG art scene, like the coolest company in the fucking city ever. You know, like so cool. Worked there for a year after the Madison Square Garden acquisition. And, you know, really wanted to work with Travis, the, you know, the owner of the company. But it was just a really bad time because they had just been acquired and were slowly getting integrated into MSG. You know, MSG right. is a fucking huge for this giant sphere project. Right. Um, but spending a year there was another like deep dive into experiential, experiential work. Mm-hmm. And the thing I took out of that experience with them was just the importance on user experience. Right. You know, like you can you can make things that are pretty or abstractly beautiful, but if there's no user experience, you know, the user experience is everything. Like it has to, there has to be a a story and and like that, that flow for someone to experience the work. The
0: engagement, so the, engagement the engagement matters engagement, more than anything else, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and so that's been really fun to really push into that world because that that's a new. It's a new passion that I'm really interested in, and and it, and it reminds me of the old Flash days because that was what you would do—you would create yeah. loops, create events. You know, every little decision that people would make navigating this interface, yeah, you know, had an event to it. Had a, just really honing in, and some projects have come out um, this late this year about UX, and it's been—it's a fun journey. So I, I think that goes to your question about like always doing new things but that that's kind of what keeps you inspired is reinventing and and in becoming uncomfortable and kind of working your way through a new thing well listen i you know it's
0: funny but but libs and i my wife and i have been together for a long time and you know once i started doing experiential work because i have been doing experiential for like a number of years now every time i got off the phone when i was freelance and uh you know she she works from home as well so i'd get off the phone with a potential client who just pitched me on something and i would say wow that's interesting and i would explain the project to her and she'd say i've never heard of that that uh, i've never heard of that before she have you ever done that before and i would say no but that doesn't change anything i mean i'm just because i haven't tried it doesn't mean it 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 can't be done you know and i mm-hmm. i think that part of what i really enjoyed about and what i currently enjoy about doing experiential work is the challenge of doing something that hasn't been done and 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 this, and saying like well how do i make that interesting to people that are going to come and use the thing i'm building you know and it, mm. you know experience design is a real thing now and I think it does harken back thing, It harkens back to the flash days a lot. Like a lot of what we ended up building in the flash days. It's so silly that I, I keep we talk about this a lot actually because I think I, I continuously talk to old flash guys. but part of it is that we, that we used to build initially we would build things based off our own interest and how we liked to see things work. And because yeah. we were naturally creative and curious people, the things we built were naturally creative and curious, which led mm. people to be curious about the stuff we built, which it taught us a lot about experience design without having for a name sure. for it,
1: right? Yeah, without so, having a name for it. That's right. And then That's all of a sudden,
0: right. like 15 years mm-hmm. later, nearly 20 years later, there's like this whole genre and career path that people are like, I'm an experience designer. You're like, oh, man. Me too. <laughs> <You Yeah>. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> Without realizing it though. And that's like kind of mm-hmm. the funny thing is to is is somebody had said like, well, you know, what is it you like doing I would say I don't know. I I I build stuff. I like fabricating things. I like designing stuff. I like to, you know, do this and that. Um anytime someone asks me what my skill set is, I just kind of I I I stop really cold cuz I don't know how to answer the question anymore. You know? Mm-hmm and it, it's it's yeah. like when you said oh i'm a designer and a director i'm like yeah i could point at things that i know you've directed and i know i could point at things that you've designed but i look at the stuff that you've built and more often than not it's about the entire experience the holistic experience mm. that that really is what what it what
1: makes for a grand vision right yeah i feel like i feel like um in the early days of that. I think there's a good trajectory to get better at it. I'm, I'm free, I feel like I'm at the beginning of this deep dive into user experience. Which is fun. And and I feel like I'm at the beginning of the film world. You know, like I feel like live action I'm like starting on that one as well. So that's another hill to climb is just put in the time and dedication into getting, you know, learning those crafts and they're all super interesting like film filmmaking is deep dude like that's a fucking that is a that's a lot of work yeah yeah and it's and it's just like so hard um but rewarding and it's it's uh as i get older i get more into narrative and storytelling and you know shooting another bit of dialogue and in you know just really getting into the writing and that side of things which is also fun And also beginning at that, you know, that's, you know, I feel like if I would have kept in motion design, I feel like I wouldn't have gone anywhere, you know, I kind of, I didn't really know where to go with it anymore. And, 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 and so I feel like getting more into like telling stories and into more of the live action practical world is, is more inspiring, I guess. And then, and then the user experience too, like what, what people are doing with worlds that you create for them. Well, know, that's and the little you know, vignettes, you know, not world and, that, and
0: that's kind of the interesting thing is, is how, how you can, you can marry experience design and live experience work with like scripted movie, like short film or real film or whatever, not real film, but like long form, uh, filmmaking you could marry those two things and it's Mm -hmm. you know the 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 experience of making those things is is very similar do you have an issue with not wanting to do everything or are you good at compartmentalizing your objectives and and letting other people who are experts in their craft do their craft for you yeah
1: for sure <laughs> that, i didn't realize i was actually
0: a guess or no but i guess i was yeah, i'm sorry about no, that no. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. i mean
1: i think i think you gotta delegate you know and that's the fun of it is you have a common goal and a common you're like you're creating something together and you do it together and you learn from each other and it's it, but it, yeah i mean of course you gotta delegate and you know just kind of high level just take take it through and just kind of keep everything inspired and fresh. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think a lot of that comes from just, and that's like client work and process, you know, or te- any sort of team building process is all about like a, a cool, a fun vibe, Yeah, you know, just like a fun vibe. Like right now I'm getting hammered on a Nike project, very small, you know, it's, it's like three people. You know, like three people finishing it, you know, there's a small photo shoot um, and you're know, just getting hammered on it, but it's fun for all of us. And we don't, we don't mind like all the work time we're putting into it because we're just in it, you know, right, we're just in it right. and, and it's a short time span. So you're just, you focus on just making it the best work and then it's done, you know, and, and you've, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be cool, but it's, it's kicking my ass, but I feel like, it just goes to the vibe, the spirit of the team. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like a fun. It feels like school. Do you and I and, I, and all of the work I try to do, I try to make that school like feels like school feeling because it's
0: all like art know, school.
1: Yeah, art school. Yeah, yeah, exactly the art school feeling, and as much art school as we can do on Saturday in in any sort of production. Yeah. That's winning. You know, that's like feels fresh.
0: Well, I don't know. Did I ever tell you, and this, this is going back in time, but I, <clears throat> did I ever tell you that when you worked on that Aztec piece for McLaren McCann back in the day, uh, do you remember doing that? Aztec. Pontiac, Aztec. When I worked at McLaren McCann, we hired you and uh, a couple other oh, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: and the done it, vibe, and, right? Yeah, the
0: vibe. Oh, the vibe. Vibe. My God! I think it was the vibe. It was, yeah, the I, Az- I it was the vibe. The Aztec yeah, was a was completely vibe. different car. So yeah. you worked on the vibe thing, and one of the things you did was you three D modeled the vehicle. You three D modeled the roof racks, and you made your you know your G Monk inspired quick edit effect, yeah, quick and, you, and, you, yeah. and you and you and you you know made the the roof racks appear. And I'm going to tell you, I I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but like as some as the technical lead that was working on that project, when the client saw that before the client had seen that they did not believe in 3D models for their vehicles because they didn't Mm -hmm. believe that that you could achieve the realism that you can achieve through. Photography from cinematography from actually f- mm. photographing and filming. So when yeah. you when you did that model and you threw it up and, and and just jammed out those roof racks, like the client went, "Oh my god, you can do that <laughs> with three three D!" Like I guess you know maybe it, it it finally hit them that well this is a possibility. And I'll tell you, they moved
1: like two thousand five. Dude, you know, they moved yeah. to three D
0: so fast with <laughs> a lot of their work. Because that we were like, listen, if you just give us the models, Funny. we could we could get people to do it. So you should know that G-Monk <laughs> inspires, a, a, like a total change in direction for GM. Okay,
1: that I should... hate
0: you. <laughs> GM. Uh, it it only. It only... <laughs> it, it...
1: It only looked good because it was strobey. Well know, was like you know all everything was strobing. <laughs> I'm not back I'm, then I'm not it disagreed. was all about two keyframes, one hundred percent opacity, zero percent opacity. <laughs> and you would copy and paste those keyframes and then like fuck it up a little bit. Epileptics worth worth, nice,
0: worth, worst nice
1: nightmare. Let me tell you let me tell you the disease of all diseases. Is back okay. in back in the day, my first type of like Design work was to the pixel. It was all pixel art. Oh yeah. It was it was like going into Photoshop with zero blur on anything, and just like pixel drawing. You know, back (laughs) when I was like twenty six, you know, twenty seven, twenty five, and just ferociously energetic and just like fucking, you know, just so they make and and so that doing that for years, you know, bringing into Flash and like keeping it as yeah, man. you know just like to the pixel everything is pixel you know and that doing that for like two to three years got me thinking about like everything in life is that pixel grid you know so like right. organizational spatial awareness you know, the way that like and, and then my digital life you know folder structure naming conventions you know everything looks like that pixel artwork and it's just like, and it's like, it's like a disease, you know, it's like a fucking disease. Yeah. But you know, it's just funny. It's just, you know, like when you create those habits at a, you know, really kind of important age, you know, when you're kind of defining your lifestyle and the way you know, in the mid twenties, you know, and just like spending three years on like zero anti-alias pixel art for 18 hours a day.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: there's a certain there's a certain poetic it'll, it'll justice change in it. Man. You know, it changes you, man. Like you you just it's so funny when I think about the number of uh, overnighters I worked where oh you know my God. client where my, my my boss would walk in the door the next day and just look at me and go, well, Have you been here all night? you know, and I'm like, Well yeah, you gave me twenty things to change for 10 a.m., so I had to do it, and they, you know, they, they, they just couldn't <clears throat> wrap their heads around the idea that someone w- would work all night for them,
1: you know. Mm. All night, baby. <laughs> uh, so I'm, making a, I'm making a video of this.
0: Oh, uh, a I appreciate that. A silent. You're, next to
1: a, you're next to a thermal image of a rock.
0: <laughs> Which is exactly how I think of myself anyways. I'm a thermal image of a rock.
1: There you go. Um, it's, uh, it's going
0: up. <laughs> and how, how has, you know, you know, working on certain projects... Allowed you to change your direction, like uh, you know what? Hold on a minute. Let me change that question. Here's the question that I have, and i again, like I don't plan these questions in advance; so they sort of pop into my head. Has any project made you change your direction because of it?
1: Has any project made me change my direction because of it? Um,
0: is that too I don't weird a question? I don't-
1: no, I, I don't think I have a direction. Oh.
0: You know, I don't
1: I there's no plan.
0: Emanations of the featureless void.
1: <laughs> I don't know what my direction is, but I would say I would say I would I would answer your question like this. I think there's been projects that have inspired me so much that they've changed my course, you know, for a while. You know, like mm. changed by my like focus right for a while, but I don't, you know, nowadays my focus is on, it's on everything, you know, like I'm, I'm, the multiple industries in parallel that I'm just kind of focused on. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, I think back in the day, like box was one of them. Tron was one of them.
0: You yeah. Know, Tron
1: was like hugely inspiring. Like that was like, going from, it was all AR, dude. So like, it was like AR in 2010. Yeah. You know, it's like, you get these scenes and you're like, how do you augment these scenes with holograms? You know, just, it was all holograms in in space. Yeah. In these scenes. And it was so fucking fun. So inspiring. (laughs) So inspiring. I mean, it's just making art, dude. Getting paid, you know, and working with like, literally one of the most talented directors in the world. Yep. You know, back then, you know, not nearly as developed as he is now, you know, but, but aesthetically like, fuck man, he's, he's like, he's, so he taught us all about architecture and lighting and, you know, organization, organization, structure, like approach, temperament. Yeah. Grace, you know, intelligence, preparedness, you know, (laughs) just like getting into his world was fucking killer. And then box was another one, you know, just like, getting into space and like the importance of light that that working at Bot and Dolly spawned a whole new body of work all about light and, and uh, crossover with VT Pro Starting to work with them a lot and they're just the best they're so hardcore and just so you can, can do anything you know so we're ta- we're doing robotic stuff now um, we did one a couple years ago for Day for Night called the Telestron and then we're doing one next year for the um off titles. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be gnarly. That's uh, gonna be
0: if, if if we pull it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just say you're going to big, and, and not big, not worry uh, too too big, much about big, uh, it.
1: Very ambitious, but we'll we'll there's something will get made.
0: As you as you enter into like different Realms like this whole this whole situation where you were working with obscura and you're and you're planning on doing more experiential design work and, and live installation work are you coming up against people um, that you know where you're like oh, I can't believe we're we're quoting on the same work like this is oh my
1: God all the time it's yeah. so daunting dude it it's used rough. to not
0: be like that as much. You know, Ugh. like you know, pitching
1: in general is just fucking raw. Pitching
0: is awful. So do you know? Do you know Jason White from Leviathan? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we we interviewed him and he was talking about the pitch and he was talking yeah, about parking. how it's, the, the yeah. decision to not pitch was, especially on title work, was a hard one because you know he he's like, oh, I, I went to a pitch and I walked out and, and there in this in the room is. Or, or waiting to go into the room is this legendary title, you know, designer. And you're like, why are we even here? You know?
1: Yeah. So you really gotta be, you get real to win pitches. You really gotta be locked in. You can't do them. You can't do them 50%. You know, sometimes, you well, know, I think you, sometimes you know Jason, Newson, you know he's not you know? doing
0: anything 50%,
1: right? No, so, no, no, you know. no. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying in general, like yeah. every pitch is winnable, but you just have to like, really lock in you know and sometimes when you're busy you know you want to be involved in these pitches but you don't have the resources to put 100 percent into it yeah you know um but yeah i mean jason's probably pitched on like the biggest fucking experiential projects out there Mm -hmm. um you know it's hard dude it's super hard it's super competitive it's super challenging you know agencies are super challenging um not always but they can be you know challenging <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think I think there's a big difference
0: and I, I think there's a big difference between and I think it's one of the things that 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 people that maybe listening would be interested in knowing is the fact that you're not just being asked to do work right you're not just being yeah. like someone's coming up and going we've got a million dollars you just do, you need to do this project they actually there are people going like listen we have this project and we'd like to get your impression on how you would handle it
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: and so you do need to pitch sometimes if, yeah. you, if you want if you want the project you need to put your input into it it's true yeah <laughs> so for so you can't see what's going on because this is audio but but uh gmonk is is changing the color of his lights so it's yeah he's super distracted lights. i yeah. thought i was creating this whole engaging conversation but he's like i'm, I'm just gonna you know what i'm, I'm feeling Dude, red i'm, just, I'm feeling I'm red just, uh,
1: <laughs> hey it's late, at, get... it's, it's late it's late at night it's on a edited. friday so i've you know I've, it's not at all you know, i've been i've it's been indulging 8 it, so o'clock it's you know, a- <laughs> I've been indulging in some weeds, and you know, I'm 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 kind of dream I'm kind of dreamy right now.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll, one I'll stop my, fucking with the light. listen one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite stories, and it's 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 you when we were having dinner. I don't know where, if we'd gone to an Ethiopian restaurant or Turkish restaurant. Uh, probably
1: probably some vegan shit.
0: Probably, but we were we were sitting there, and and you and you were like, "Do you want to have some of this tincture?" And I'd said. Mm -hmm. I said, "Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to stick with beer. I know how I (laughs) react to beer and I don't know how I react to tinctures. And I said, oh my gosh, is that some kind of, that's a a weed, that's a thing? And it's like, it's a drug or something? And you're like, Hugh, I'm high all the time.
1: (laughs) 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 And I said, oh. Back then I was high all the time. Now I've cut down a little bit. No, I'm sure. My wife has gotten me to cut down a little bit. Well, I think it's. She's. She's kind of showed me that, like, everything, anything in excess isn't good. You know, you got to, like, yeah, and so she's right, and I thank her for that. So I'm not as high as as much.
0: Well, that's a good thing. I don't think you were
1: were messily high
0: at any point that I ever knew you.
1: Never. I was a pro. I am a pro. (laughs) I am a professional. But, you know, I think the thing about cannabis is it does definitely help you get in the zone. I think Like it helps you when you're working. Narrows focus. Narrows focus. Mm -hmm. And just makes everything, yeah, just focus, you know, it's really focused, carefree, light, you know, just really nice.
0: Yeah. No. I think the advantage to you wearing headphones that have a mic attached to them is the fact that you can pace around your <laughs> living room, saying that you're focused, and pick this up my your camera. This is, my, this is my office. <laughs> your office. Dude. You can pace around your office, my, grabbing your camera, place, touching your your camera's lens, looking around, <laughs> and talk about focus like you're focused. <laughs> the irony is not lost on me, G. Monk. <laughs> what would you what would you say um that's is it, it, it's not fair I'm sorry it's true no, that's fair I
1: think it's fair oh know. it
0: is fair okay yeah it is
1: fair yeah it's, I,
0: fair. it's an assessment it's not you know i, yeah. I only i speak the truth speak to truth yeah. to power is what I do
1: truth power dude yeah I had a late night matcha I'm kind of wife out tonight dude and I'm kind of feeling like I didn't want I wanted to kind of get in a zone after this I'm gonna go in for a, a few hours yeah. Is my most listened to band of last year, Stars of the Lid, and they're like an old, pre Pink Floyd, pre Tangerine Dream, like ambient masters, like just fucking electronic ambient masters, old school. And it's it's just like oh my god, it is transformative music right now. And so I'm kind of feeling like a Friday night, weedy, you know, Stars of the Lid, yeah, killer shit. I gotta look it up, and it's so good stars of the lid yeah they're so cool pink
0: floyd uh, was one of my first concerts i saw pink floyd the delicate sound of thunder tour when ah, i was so
1: good when i was a kid and
0: i remember like just this is the most incredible thing i've ever seen in my life yeah
1: they're such artists
0: man they're so good do you do you find and i mean the, the reason i'm coming back to actually i'm coming back to the past a little bit but we talked about in the beginning we talked about how you worked a lot with Sort of a glitchy audio kind of fast edit feel. And part of that was uh, driven from like what you were listening to in the moment, right? Like you were like, I'm seeing mm-hmm. this. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I hear. I'm mm-hmm. going to play based off of this. And you probably would make an incre- uh, like a incredibly different video now, right? Based mm-hmm. off of what you're listening to. Um mm-hmm. yeah, you... much more spacey now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much more like Slow, everything's more drawn slower, out, slower edits, yeah. a lot of fades Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I I like the uh you know, I like the fast paced shit too. But I don't think that, but... it's good in the commercial world. I need to get more aggressive with the cuts, I think
0: again. Do, do you find that that you will curate your music for what you're working on? Yeah. So if you're working on Nike, you're you know, driving the beat and you're moving it forward and all that stuff. And Nike's
1: all Nike's all spacey too. <laughs> is it? Is it right? Is that right? I guess it depends on what you're yeah, shooting, it's all right? Like, it's all, yeah. It's all like, um, it's like, it kind of sounds like uh, Predator, you know, Oh, Predator music. Like when, when you go into like Predator vision and the old Arnold Schwarzenegger, fitness, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of very filtered, kind of like 50- the filters synthesize yeah. like savage hunting vibes. Oh, my it's God. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I feel like I'm yeah. going
0: to I'm gonna get a sample of that, and I'm going to underlay that through you describing it so people <laughs> can hear it. With that <laughs> little, <laughs> that little <laughs> yeah, the drum beat thing that's <laughs> going on, I can totally yeah. hear it. I'm going to do it. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to
1: lose any oh, right to the sound after that because it's going to have yeah. that,
0: that Predator stuff in it.
1: I got a cool, I got a cool new piece coming out that's called Mathographics and it's like three, three and a half minutes of just tripper patterns set to some really weird music, like tripper music. It's just like, it's so blatantly psychedelic and yeah. I kind of am I'm going in that, du- it, but without being like, you know, trite, you know, it's right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of psychedelic. it's like, it's like these, I found a technique in Maya for making like it, it's like taking geometric shapes and and applying fisheye lenses to them oh. so they become like round
0: right. and it's
1: and it's really cool what it does with like dot grids and and grids in general right and does um, it still apply
0: the same shading without going fisheye as well so the shading of the the shape is the shading of the shape but then fish-eyed
1: yeah but but it's all rendered graphically so it's it's all rendered black and white dots or, or oh, okay Okay. Yeah, super, super similar. When is that coming out? A couple weeks.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, it'll be out before your
1: episode then. Okay, yeah, Mathographics. It'll be – That'll be exciting. Yeah, a couple weeks, yeah, on my website. It's it's a series of new print works, but then I did a bunch of animations.
0: That'll go on the show notes.
1: Just for the love, dude. Just like for the love. Like just freestyling Yeah. for no reason at all. Yeah. You know, I, I fucking freestyle all the time. (laughs) <laughs> all the time dude like almost 50 percent. i
0: you know it's funny you know? we've talked a lot about and over the course of this podcast we talked a lot about the fact that the creative process and the you know being a creative means that you're generally always working while not mm-hmm. thinking of it as work right yeah you know and and i have i've said it before but you know the, the concept of find do the thing you love and you will never work a day in your life. But I actually think it's do the thing you love and you're always going to be working, you know? <laughs> yeah. But always. I mean, you, like you just said, I'm, you know, it's a Friday night. I'm just going to spend four hours jamming away. I'm like, well, that's not enjoying your night. You know, like <laughs> anytime someone says to me, like, I'm going to, I'm just going to play video games for, for four hours. I'm just like, how? How can you do that? Like, how, how, how can you sit and play? Now, full transparency, you know, I, I, when this episode comes out, I will have started a new job. I'll be senior creative technologist for Thinking Box, which is an experiential agency that's based in Vancouver has a Toronto office. So I will officially be at a job. Sweet, fucking send me some send me some work, Hugh. Let's jam together. <laughs> let's make it happen, let's, man. Let's get some budgets. Well, I'll tell you what. Some, listen, some like, if, if I could do it, I I think you would make. I, I, I've I've written a sh- I wrote a short story that was it's a, a vampire short story that I I want to mm. make into a short film that I think you would kill it as the director. Let's do it. So I'm gonna. I want to do, do some gore. All right. The, well, there's no gore. <laughs> it's a very. There's it's, no fucking biting.
1: There's only, flash, only no only, Lost
0: Boys. No, no, it's not Lost Boys. <laughs> but it's it's but you know what? It is very. Um, let me think. Atmospheric, mm. very atmospheric. I'll send you the the EPUB and you can read it. It's a it's I think it's a good short story. Anyways, so so the thing is is that, you know, in the time between working for Ryerson University where I was and uh, Thinking Box where I am now. I've just been kind of hanging out, you know, and I've been taking time and just gathering my thoughts. But in the meantime, I've built a workshop for myself and I've started building things for myself. And it's, it, you know, I kind of think I could just be hanging out, mm. you know, but could you imagine taking like a full week to do nothing at all? Like it's, it, you have to plan it, you know, you have to get your head right to take that kind of time off
1: i couldn't do it this is what i'm saying this is what i I, take a camera maybe you take a camera you
0: take a camera and you do the the the, what what is it called the the um the 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 photography you've been doing with the the lens the oh the infrared shit infrared shit yeah yeah. inframonk inframonk
1: yeah, baby.
0: I uh, like you can't even it, go it, on a nice island excursion without creating a whole new genre of photography for yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gorgeous stuff. I love, I love the I love the inframunk dude. I wanna do inframunk on film. Oh it's hard to find the film. Yeah, I wanna do it on film. I, it's hard to find that film, but I'm gonna I got a sick camera for it.
0: Um and you did a an actual show, right? You did a gallery show with it. A few, yeah, yeah. I've done, a a, I've done
1: three. I think I've done three or four now.
0: And have you? Um, sold and, I wanna and I want to do more. I want
1: to, I want to get into that world. You know, I want to, I want to get into the fine art world. And, um, you know, I what, a beautiful world that is. It is. You know, fine art photography, beautiful graphic design. You know, I really that's like another one of the tracks that I'm really interested in is getting into the fine art world. You know, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'll probably never be like. You're someone that paints or you know generates practical things, but I can film practical things and do like the you know, one thing I was always thinking about that one thing I saw a while ago at a day for night festival was the setup where a little lens did a live projection of what it was filming okay and so then the projection was huge right you know it was it was really big, and it was so cool mm-hmm. so pretty and and it was just like a, a, a macro lens in this like beautiful built set that was like rotating and all this fluid was like falling through the city. It was fucking amazing work, like beautiful work. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's like been a pillar talking about like changing course or changing focus. Like I saw this piece at day for night and I was just, it was just so fucking beautiful. Hmm. And, and just the idea of having, Creating sculpture, really. It's it's creating an image that is live and people can see. Yeah. As a piece of fine art, you know, as an installation. Yeah. It's cool, man. Really cool.
0: Do you do you find that you you try to reach the tangible while you're working in the digital? Do you do you find you want to to make something real versus like maintain the digital nature of the thing you're working on?
1: Yeah, I think. I think um, it depends um, on it depends. But I th- I think the one thing that I want to do more of is draw. You know, I should always just have a sketchbook at my desk and just draw shit and like put pen to paper, mm-hmm. you know? So just like that is, I feel needs to be the foundation of every idea, you know, it's just that practice. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, and then in work, you know, I work in sculpture a lot. I just did a, uh, also, will be on my website. I'm doing a big like catch up on website collects over the holidays, right? Um, to get some new work published. But I did a sculpture, a projection map sculpture, um, for an exhibition in Hangzhou, and in in China. Yes, and uh, that was a total adventure. First of all, like total adventure, um, but a fun you know fun activation of a room with sculpture. Right. You know, and it was beautiful and moody, and you know, it was like nine and a half feet tall. Oh wow! You know, it wasn't was like nine feet tall. It was big and menacing. Like you said,
0: nine feet, nine and a half feet. Well, maybe nine. <laughs> I mean, like that's still a big sculpture. <laughs> like I like how you draw it back. Like oh, it's nine and a half yeah. feet tall. No, you know what? It was nine. It's, it's still
1: like that's you know, a lot. Like that's I, it's probably more like it was probably more like eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, like by the end of it, by the end of the story, it's gonna be a Lego man, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, that no, no, was definitely like it was probably like eight and a half. Yeah,
0: yeah okay, was, sure, it was, it was cool. that's cool. But we I mean, so five. you were you you yeah. were projecting onto the sculpture as well then?
1: Yes, yeah, six six projectors. Oh wow, six projectors yeah. mapping the whole whole three hundred and sixty of it, and mm. then tons of fog in the room, like tons of fog. So it was like this thick volumetric sculpture really pretty dude really really fun and fun to do yeah it was like a a commission for 30 grand you know built it ran it you know definitely as a a preview of like work i'd like to do in the future right you know just um so just trying to mix it up man just trying to mix it up well i think
0: that's mix it up listen i'll tell you that's that's uh i think that's what everybody should be aspiring to do i i you know I don't think I've had the same job for very long ever and I yeah and I, I think that yeah. part I mean part of it that's not great <laughs> like a career insecurity is not a good spot to be in all the time but you know I, I love the challenge of trying something that I've never done before and I think that mm-hmm. that is something that we take from the old days of the flash world is is you know we were building stuff that didn't exist mm-hmm. you know and yeah, we just, just it, a very we, we just kept
1: doing point. it. You know, I think, I think something needs to be said for, like, everyone's seen everything at this point. We're so numb to VFX. We're so yeah. numb to everything. And back then, yeah, and, and, you know, good design will always be appreciated in every practice, in every field. Um, of course, it's timeless. Good design is timeless. Yes, yes. But, but I think that back then, in the Flash days, we were doing stuff for the first time that people had never seen on the internet in an interactive, it was like an interactive cra- you know, crack kind of crash course into the internet. You yeah, know? people were really using the, and then now the internet, like the UX of the internet's very, I mean, it's now so vast and everything's been, you know, it's, it's very refined at this point, to be honest. It's, yeah. It's getting really polished. A lot um, of the
0: homogeneity. Back then it was
1: fucking wild west.
0: It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Like the, the, the number, I, you know, I said it to, to Brandon Dawes but like one of the things that always struck me as funny is how we would build something and someone would email and say this doesn't work on Netscape and you'd be like so (laughs) you know I'm not building for Netscape or I'm not building for IE4 or whatever you know I'm building it for this and Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of our reactions were just I'm just not building it for you you know yeah and does anyone use Firefox anymore mozilla yeah listen i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say yes i i mean i don't but apparently there's security I use the shit models, out of
1: chrome dude i love chrome. i
0: i use chrome all the time But do you remember when Google's thing was don't be evil? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now it's like don't comma be evil, you know, like. (laughs) 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 So I use Chrome all the time, too. We're using Google Hangouts to have this conversation. But I mean, the fact that this whole video call is going to be recorded and thrown on a hard drive somewhere that I have no control over. I don't know, man. Like, it's, you know, the
1: archives, man. We got to make our imprint in like the fucking it's. (laughs) <laughs> kind, of, kind of cool they're just hoping it's like a, point you like take like your pants overlord, off and there's you know? some kind of like you know i think i think it's nice to kind of you know acknowledge the overlord you know like there's this digital fucking overlord just gathering all of our data you know <laughs> useless data i mean that's the most crazy part this image of a thermal rock on my other screen is you know this is being recorded somewhere right now no, this uh, is transmitting to the fucking PC world.
0: <laughs> oh, is it? Like it's on it's on a, it's on your screen itself. Like I see, I yeah. misunderstood. I probably should. Look yeah, it. you'll
1: see. I, I posted in my Instagram story, basically oh. my view, and that's why I was fucking with the lights because I'm basically looking at my desk and your face is on one monitor. Right. The thermal rock is on the other monitor because I was exporting some footage. Oh, okay. On the on the PC because you have to only use this fucking program this FLIR FLIR reader I shot with the, oh, the FLIR thermal camera okay okay oh dude it's so cool that's another uh going to do another project with this camera for sure <laughs> <laughs> well 100% I don't, you know I love this camera dude I
0: I feel I feel as though I could I could just talk to you like I mean we have talked for hours on end and I I not today but I feel like I could just keep talking to you and I don't want to have a situation where I'm dragging out the inevitable of saying goodbye, but I I wonder if
1: How long have we been talking for?
0: Uh well according to my thing here, it says fifty seven minutes.
1: Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. But and that's I've, like the recording.
0: That's the entire recording, which had been going for about six before we started actually launching into it. Shit, We've had all a right. couple of small that's,
1: that that flew by pretty fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the advantage to having a conversational podcast as opposed to like one where I have a set of questions I've asked you. And, um, Dude,
1: it's like fucking old old flashbums getting coffee. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well,
0: that's the you know that's the that's the sure. definite advantage. Right. I, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I I think maybe I don't know how to run a podcast because I because I think of the podcast as me just having a conversation oftentimes. So I don't know if I'm doing a good job with it, or if it's just a, uh, maybe I'm just (coughs) enjoying myself too much. Mm. But I think that that's the point of it, isn't
1: it? That's the point of it, dude. The point of it is that, you know, it's nice to have industry friends that you go back over 15 years with, you know, know, and like shared an era in, and now it's kind of, you know, we're all still so in it. And We're we all still other. so in it. It's true. So in it, but it's but it's fun to have the nostalgia. You know? I'm
0: telling you, like one of the one of the more interesting parts of 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 this uh, situation is the fact that in talking to Mario, and uh, and 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 the fact that he's now making he's he's just doing he's making art with AI, you know. And oh, his
1: shit is so cool. It's it's. Oh, I love his stuff.
0: Yeah, so. He's
1: There's so that. Cool. He's always been so cool, so creative, so interesting, so funny. So He's such a jovial, fucking quirky. Oh,
0: is he character, not? Okay, you know? this may not. This will be into the podcast, but it's going to be one of those things where it's like, is Mario Klingeman not just one of the sweetest human beings you've ever had yeah. the chance to talk to? Like, yeah. I always feel like I'm not quite nice enough because. Mario is that much nicer. than, than he's got, I he's got, you
1: know, he's, not, he's he's not blindly sweet. He's got his edge as well. Oh, for sure, for sure, he
0: does. For sure, yeah. he does. Yeah. But like, he's so yeah, so I mean, like, I have to, I have to say, like, it's been a, it's been a real joy to be able to speak with uh, Mario and then Brendan,
1: Dawes, oh, and, cool. and and
0: and then you. You know, like, I, I I have I have been on the periphery of of watching success. And it's it's just the it's the coolest thing ever. Aw.
1: thanks, homie. There's this, I don't even know what the definition of success is.
0: Well, I don't know. You get to I think it's chill I out it's, and buy a camera you like when you want to buy it and not yeah. worry too too much.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, shit. I w- if I was better at business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> If I was listening to more, if I was listening to more Doe podcasts, you know mm-hmm. if I was listening to the future. I will say though, he, he you know, there's so much there's so much helpful, useful information now on YouTube. yeah, you know, just like, you know, he he actually, uh Christo is an old motion design, you know, compadre from way back in the days. Mm-hmm. um met him so early on. Um, at, at blind and his shit is tight though. He's really just give he's giving so much of himself to help people, you know? And, and it's cool. It's Are you talking cool.
0: about his, his podcast? Are you talking about his yeah, YouTube the channel future, the,
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's both. It's the I same think it's thing, like a company that, yeah. And he's, he's giving a workshop at FITC next year on oh, right it. On. Like, it's, it's like business practices. You know, it's like, it's all just like teaching designers how to be better at business. Oh, so that would be point, super If I had some Christo training ten years ago, I'd be you know super chill. But <laughs> you know, I still got I still got a hustle for it. <laughs> you know? And it's hard, dude. It's like super hard to be a creative professional and pitch and the the you know competition and just the the forced collaboration of you know how to make money from commercial work and it's total hustle. Yeah, not easy at all.
0: <laughs> you know, I I, easy. I I think that I think that people downplay. I think there's two. I think there's two things. I think on one hand, people think that they can think. People think that they can evangelize hard work as being everything, mm. but they don't. They don't give any account to the talent behind the hard work or what what you can achieve if you work really hard and you already have some talent, like the things you can learn. And then the other problem is that people think that just saying that they're hustling to do whatever job they're doing makes that job good. And I, I worry that we are downplaying the need for talent, the need for ideas by just saying, look how busy I am. And I, you know, that's where I get most worried about what we're facing right now in the creative world is that there are people that are evangelizing being busy over being good. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to just be I'm feeling
1: you on that. I just don't want
0: to be busy. I want to be good, you know? Be good, baby. And that's part of like, to me, that's part of what the podcast is. And the part of like, I run a networking event as well. And, and. And every time someone brings up like how I could change it, I always think, well, will that change it for the better or will it just change it for the busy? And I don't want to just be busy, you Mm. know? Yeah. And I want quality conversations. So this is why, you know, like a podcast with guests is a curated event, right? Mm. So I curate who I want on the podcast, the same as the guest curates who, you know, they will speak with. But I know that the conversation that I'm going to get from you will be of value to other people than just me. Hmm. you know
1: we hope so. We hope, <laughs> want to, we hope people want to listen to some flash bums, you know
0: Well, I don't some know flash bums, you know I, I, but I
1: agree with you on the being being good over being busy, right like having the time to work on your craft. It's all about craft, you know, and I think the the biggest inspiration for anybody is to is a creative professional is just to make something you know and you have to have the craft to produce work you know produce yep. something mm-hmm. you know and and that craft is either directing other people to produce it for you making it yourself you know being on the, the box you know weaving and design or animation whatever mm-hmm. you know or photography yeah, just something that you can lose yourself into, like making something and finishing something, and just being like, I birthed this moment yeah. that was captured in this format, yeah, or this thought, you know, yeah. captured in this format, and that's just like everything, and 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 that's about being good, you know, or about be, you know not necessarily being busy, but just like focusing on your craft and producing. Well, it's it's interesting you know, for the love, you know, just for the like the <laughs> the, the, the practice of producing.
0: Yeah. And I, listen, I, 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 to- I worked on this. I, I've worked uh, over the past bunch of years very slowly on a long exposure project. And, and initially that project was just me putting tensor bandages with LEDs and then capturing someone doing something. And then, you know, they would be gone, but the lights would be there. And then one day you posted a commercial you worked on where you got a bunch of motion capture stuff like using headlights and taillights.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: right and I, don't, I I don't know if yeah. I actually reached out to you but I remember I remember thinking to myself like oh see that's what I'd love to I would love to do something like that I just have no idea how you do it you know but that's got to not be that's not practical you know like that's it's, that's it's digital. all
1: practical it's well it's practical every frame is practical but it's um doing some compositing tricks with um you basically grab the highlights right. and you repeat them. You repeat the highlights and kind of use motion blur between the frames to to streak them together. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love I love that shit.
0: Well, and listen, I would revisited one of the pro- one of the videos I'd taken of the of I uh, I worked with a Bollywood dancer to get one of the shots, and mm. I revisited the video I took because I looked it up. I looked up the compositing aspect. But I could never get it the way you had done it because I don't have, you know, years of craft in video. And I, I, remember, well, I remember thinking, like, I'm so close to what it, what it is in my head, you know. Mm. But because it's just a project I'm doing on my own, I never really will take it to the next level. But what's crazy is that <laughs> I'm able to use just the photos I've taken, which are, you know, which are what they are but I'm able to take those places and say to someone like I'd like to take a photo of you throwing an axe and they go, oh, yes. yeah, took t- t- an axe throwing, an axe throwing. We have, <laughs> do you have axe throwing where you are? Probably not. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> so, th- so we have axe throwing ranges, essentially. Yeah, in, in the
1: woods, we do. No, know, like, so, oh, the, yeah.
0: so indoor <laughs> axe throwing ranges. So, so I went to one place and I was like, "You have axe throwing? Do you think I could photograph you?" And I spent four hours with the girl, three hours with the guy just taping leds onto his axe handle so he could throw it at the at the oh there you go
1: that's tight and it it really
0: it it, looked beautiful at the end and i remember like i sent him some Mm -hmm. of the proofs and said like do you want any of these (laughs) 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 because i don't know like i don't know what people want like it's it's a it's a but it's more about to me it's more about the interest in the process than it is about the product You know,
1: well, and, and both, you know, the process is everything. The experience of doing it and just kind of working it out, problem solving, mm-hmm. setting it up, collaborating, getting people's time to help you. Yeah. Um, but then but then it's it's all about just kind of what is what is the finish? Like what it what is what is the output? Like you could you could throw an axe, have this beautiful weight to it, do a long exposure photo. And that's the output. Print it, you know, if I can show in. you. come on. And, and that's all it needs to be, you yeah. know. Like, and sometimes the, the simplicity, and and photography is like that, where it's so simple and pure, and it's just capturing a moment. Oh yeah, that's super cool, right? Yeah, cool dude. Yeah, that's rad. And that's like just six
0: LEDs strapped to the ass, yeah, right? See, that's, yeah, it's killer. Oh, so, dude,
1: yeah, that's, that's
0: cool. Yeah. And, Beautiful. I, and that's one of those and I just those those prints just happen to be on the floor which is the worst place See? for a photo. Photography. you
1: were ready for it?
0: <laughs> no, I showed another friend. I it. had a friend come over today and and um and we were talking about photography because he saw the camera on my rig here to to take uh hold on a second. Let me just drop this. Yeah, um, yeah. I got my cat just joined me and I'm afraid she's going to jump on the the photos but Oh wow! But it was funny to to say like, oh, I'm doing this thing, and he he's like, well, how long have you been doing it? I was like, ah, uh, I don't know, four years. <laughs> you know? Because like once every six months, I go, man, I need to get, I need to shoot somebody again with the the camera, and I need to figure out who I want
1: to shoot. Well, with. I would, I would, I mean, you got a cool thing going with the weight of that axe and stuff. I would, I would um, curate the background a little bit more. You know, it's just so it doesn't feel like it's in a bar you know you, you know or just like art direct the the background so it becomes this kind of more abstract place that you're in right and i think these streaks will be really really cool <laughs> what would
0: you say to <laughs> someone that's sort of coming up that's new what would, you, what would you what would be your piece of advice
1: oh do you have any advice don't do it. No, I think, I think
0: <laughs> don't be a competitor. Just run away, Just run away.
1: No, I think, I think it's like, I think it's like collaborate, you know, um, really, you know, out of school, try to surround yourself with, you know, professionals in some capacity, like just being immersed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that's, important starting out but then also just collaborate and and just focus on learning you know and don't like put any sort of pressure or expectations on yourself just like learn and just find find your groove like find the thing the one thing that really makes you excited and then that's that's what you do in, until it doesn't make you excited anymore like just find the you gotta always kind of chase something. Yeah. You don't really need to put expectations on the outcome of that. Just keep chasing ideas and craft, and and you know, be inundated by people who have done it longer than you, mm-hmm. and learn mm-hmm. and just learn and and take care of yourself and like get a healthy, you know, lifestyle going into it.
0: Yeah. I would say that probably the the concept of of being a lifelong student is is what would what what is most beneficial to a person. That's in the creative world, anyways. Yeah. At, at the very least, is if you're going to be yeah. in the creative world, you need to be prepared. Be curious. Yeah, be prepared to learn your entire life. Like your career and is not what you because first. Because that's the learned. only
1: way. It's, yeah, it's the only way it it fosters. You know, it's the only way. It's that's the only way for longevity is yeah. to always be playing and learning and trying and shit like that. Mhm. Mhm. Shit like that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I think that is a great way to end it. Um, Bradley G Monk, my man, my homie.
1: Dude, re- fucking re- it's good. I think uh I think it's um You know, there's a lot of you do this stuff and you realize that the people the people are everything right like the, fit, the the network the industry like the people that you do it with that you see that you all kind of have the same world yeah you know the same passions
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like keeping up with those people and just enjoying kind of the family that you build yeah is everything you know it's just everything it's a huge part of it Mm -hmm. it's just like everyone in parallel on the same team with the same like function is to be make a life you know to make a living you know a life of being a creative and making a living from it but it's just like the quirky kind of family that you meet along the way that are of the same mind and function that you know those relationships are are the treasure you know yeah and so i think you know another advice to young you know getting people get into it's just the network you know network like a motherfucker meet people be cool don't try too hard be yourself and just like meet people and have fun with people you know like just really enjoy it because it's a fun little network of creative people i mean that's probably Um, the that's
0: probably the most interesting mm -hmm. part is the fact that what you're dealing with are a whole bunch of people like you
1: you we know? like you yeah and so like and, and just like trying hard and the same insecurities and the same you know just the same everything yeah and it's so so cute you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well listen g monk i'm gonna i'm gonna end it there i, I really appreciate yeah. your time Of course this episode of can't sell this was produced in toronto ontario canada All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Opening and closing track is Watch Him They Said from the 2018 album Hypocritic Oath by Not Of. All inquiries can be directed to admin at cansellthispodcast.com.